Welcome to Zichudav Siman Memory of Ram Golder, and today we're in Sechus Psachim, Daf Kuftaz Vav, the 10th parak, Arvi Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara says, A man should not wrap matzah and mar together and eat. Because we hold that matzah is a mitzvah deraisa even nowadays, and mar is a mitzvah the Rabbanan nowadays, in the absence of the Garden Pesach. So if they're eaten together, the mar the Rabbanan will come and nullify the matzah deraisa. The Rashbam explains that the taste of the matzah will be nullified. The Gemara explains that even the mandamar who generally holds mitzvahs aim of vatla zoezo, mitzvahs do not nullify each other, agrees that a mitzvah the Rabbanan does nullify a mitzvah the Raisa. The Rashbam explains that the argument to say that the two mitzvah foods generally do not nullify each other is that they are similar to each other and that they are both eaten in fulfillment of similar mitzvahs. This is not the case where one food is eaten for a mitzvah the Raisa and the other for a mitzvah the Rabbanan. The Gemara identifies the mandamar who holds mitzvahs in mevatu zo as Hillel, who would eat carbon pesach matzah amar together. The Gemara concludes that because Rabbanan argued with Hillel and it was not stated whom the halacha follows, matzah amar should be eaten separately with brachos and then together with al brachos zechul mikdash ke Hillel as a commemoration on the base of mikdash according to Hillel. Point number two: Rabbi says bala matzah yatsa bala maror lo yatsa. If one swallowed matzah, he fulfilled the mitzvah. But if one swallowed maror, he did not fulfill the mitzvah. The Rashmam explains that the Gemara refers to swallowing matzah and maror whole without chewing them. Eating this way is acceptable for the mitzvah of matzah, which must be simply be eaten, but not with the mitzvah of maror, whose bitter taste must be sensed to commemorate the maror as chayehem, and they embitter their lives. Karchem besiv ubalan af matzah If he wrapped them in bast, material that grows around a palm tree, and swallowed them whole, he didn't even fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. The Rashbam explains that neither the matzah nor the mar are considered to have been in the person's mouth, and his swallowing them is no more than an act of eating and throwing a stone into a bag is. And point number two, the Gemara asks what the reason is for the custom to remove the table that was in front of the person who would lead the Seder and say the Agada, and it answers, saying the yeshiva of Rabbi Yanai, so that the children will notice and ask about this unusual behavior. The Rashbam knows that nowadays when everyone sits together at one large table and it would be impractical to remove it, we simply move away the Seder plate containing the matzah maror and the two cooked items. The Gemara tells the time Abai saw the table being removed from in front of Rabbah and said, we didn't eat yet and they're coming to remove the table from before us. So Rabbah told them, you exempted us from saying manishtana. The Rashbam explains that the requirement that someone ask about the different things done in the Seder was fulfilled through Abai's question. So once again, the three points are, number one, the Gemara says, A man should not wrap matzah mar together and eat, because we hold that matzah is a mitzvah deraisa even nowadays, and mar is a mitzvah deraban nowadays in the absence of the carbon Pesach. So if they're eaten together, the mar the rabban will come and nullify the matzah the raisa. Rashbam explains that the taste of the matzah will be nullified. The Gemara explains that even the manda amr who generally holds mitzvahs ein mevatu zo mitzvahs do not nullify each other agrees that a mitzvah the rabbanan does nullify a mitzvah the raisa. Rashbam explains that the argument to say that the two mitzvah foods generally do not nullify each other is that they're similar to each other in that they're both eaten in fulfillment of similar mitzvahs. This is not the case where one food is eaten for a mitzvah the raisa and the other for a mitzvah the rabban. The Gemara identifies the manda amar who holds that mitzvahs ein mevatu zo zo as hilo who would eat the carbon Pesach, Matzah, and Mar together. The Gemara concludes that because the Rabbanan argued with Hillel, and it was not stated whom the Halakha follows, Matzah and Mar should be eaten separately, with brachos, 
and then together with Albrachos, Zechel Mikdash Kehillel, as a commemoration of the base of Mikdash according to Hillel. Point which Rav says, Bala Matzah Yatza, Bala Maror Lo Yatza. If one swallowed Matzah, he fulfilled the mitzvah, but if one swallowed Maror, he did not fulfill the mitzvah. But Shmam explains that the Gemara refers to swallowing Matzah and Maror whole without chewing them. Eating this way is acceptable for the mitzvah matzah, which must simply be eaten, but not the mitzvah mar, whose bitter taste must be sensed to commemorate v'yamaru as chayem, and they embitter their lives. Karchun besiv ubalan af matzah If he wrapped them in bast, material that grows around a palm tree, and swallowed them whole, he did not even fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. Rashmam explains that neither the matzah nor the maror are considered to have been in the person's mouth, and his swallowing them is no more than an act of eating than throwing a stone into a bag is. And point number three, the Gemara asks what the reason is for the custom to remove the table that was in front of the person who would lead the Seder and say the Haggadah, and it answers, citing the Shiva Rabbi Yanai, so the children will notice and ask about this unusual behavior. The Roshmam notes that nowadays when everyone sits together at one large table and would be impractical to remove it, we simply move away the Seder plate containing the matzah maror and two cooked items. The Gemara tells us of the time that Abai saw the table being removed from in front of Rabbah and said, we didn't eat yet and they're coming and removing the table from before us. So Rabbah told them, you exempted us from saying manishtana. The Roshmam explains that the requirement that someone asks about the different things done at the Seder was fulfilled through Abai's question. All right, so now we go to our Simber Duff, Kuf Tesvav, and this simon was suggested to us by a number of people, Uri Berger and Sean Fried from Woodmere, New York, New York, and Moskowitz from Tinak, New Jersey, Naftali Golombik from Brooklyn, and Menashe Reuven Weiss from Yushalayim. They all suggested Kuf Tesvav as Katoris, so we use a Katoris maker, a Katoris maker. So here it goes. The Katoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste and made sure to savor his matzah and maror separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole after the table had been removed from in front of him. Once again, it's Lamotion. The Katoris maker, Katoris maker, that must mean one duff, Kuftas Vav. The Katoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah and maror separately, which reminds us the Gemara says a man should not wrap matzah and maror together and eat them, because we hold that matzah is a mitzvah the raisa, even nowadays, and maror is a mitzvah the rabbana nowadays, in the absence of the karm Pesach. So if they're eaten together, the maror or the rabban will come and nullify the matzah of the rice. And the Rashmam explains that the taste of the matzah will be nullified. And the Gemara explains that even the Amar, who generally holds the mitzvahs ein mavatu zo azo, mitzvahs do not nullify each other, agrees that a mitzvah the rabban does nullify a mitzvah the rice. The Rashmam explains that the argument to say that the two mitzvah foods generally do not nullify each other is that they are similar to each other in that they are both eaten in fulfillment of similar mitzvahs. This isn't the case where one food is eaten for a mitzvah the raisa and the other for a mitzvah the rabban. And the Gemara identifies the mandamar who holds mitzvahs ein mevatu zo azo as Hillel, who would eat the carbon pesach matzah amaro together. The Gemara concludes that because the rabban argued with Hillel, and it was not stated whom the halakha follows, matzah amaro should be eaten separately with brachos, and then together without brachos, zechul mikdash kehillo, as a commemoration on the base of mikdash according to Hillel. So the katoris maker had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his Matsamara separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole, which reminds us that the Rav says, Bala Matzah Yatza, Bala Maror Yatza. If one swallowed Matzah, he fulfilled the mitzvah, but if one swallowed Maror, he did not fulfill the mitzvah. Noshmam explains that the Gemara refers to swallowing Matzah and Maror whole without chewing them. Eating this way is acceptable for the mitzvah matzah, which must be simply be eaten, but not the mitzvah mar, whose bitter taste must be sensed to commemorate Bimaru as chayem, and they embitter their lives. 
if he wrapped them in bats, make sure they grows around a palm tree and swallow them whole, he didnn't even fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. And the Rishmam explains that neither the matzah nor the mar are considered to have been in the person's mouth, and his swallowing them is no more than an act of eating than throwing a stone into a bag is. So the Gatoris maker had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah mar separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the seder swallow them whole, after the table had been removed in front of him. Which reminds the reason to remove the table that was in front of the person who would lead the Seder and say the Haggadah is Kadeshi Akira Tino Kazi so the children will notice and ask about the unusual behavior. The Rishmam notes that nowadays when everyone sits together at one large table and it would be impractical to remove it, we simply move away the Seder plate containing the matzah and the two cooked items. And the Gemara tells that the time of I saw the table being removed from in front of Rabbah and said, we didn't eat yet and they're coming to remove the table from before us and Rabbah told them, manishtana, you exempted us from saying manishtana. The Rishmam explains that the requirement that someone ask about the different things done in the Seder was fulfilled through Abai's question. So once again, the Katoris maker who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste and made sure to savor his matzah mara separately was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole after the table had been removed in front of him. All right, now it's time for a four-blot back Hazara. Daf Kuf Yudov. So the similar Kuf Yudov is a kayak. A kayak. So here goes. The demonic kayak race. Kayak race. That must be run Daf Kuf Yudov. The demonic Kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women, which reminds the Gemara brings a brace that says there are three things that may not pass between two men, and that we may not pass between them, and they are the dog, the palm tree, and the woman. Some say also a pig, and some say also a nachash, a snake. Rapapa has explained by the Rashbam states that if one of these does pass between them, one should say a series of psukim that begin and end with the word kel, God, or lo, no. And this is referenced to psukim in Parshas Balak, where Bilam blesses B'nai Israel and states that no harm will come to them, and that they are worthy of bracha because there are no diviners or soothsayers among them. So the demonic kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women, through the valley of death, where people slept in the shade of lone palm trees, and the moon, which reminds Rabbi Yitzhak taught, what's the meaning of the Pasuk, Gam ki elach maves, lo yirara ki ataimadi. Though I walk in the valley overshadowed by death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. This is a reference to one who sleeps in the shade of a lone palm tree or in the shade of the moon. And the more explains that it is only dangerous to sleep in the shade of a lone palm tree if there is no nearby palm tree whose shadow falls on the first one. The Rashbam explains that a demon lurking under a palm tree will move to another one that's nearby rather than harm someone who sleeps under the first tree. The more then proves that this is only true in a field. In a courtyard, on the other hand, it's always dangerous to sleep under a lone palm tree. And the Rishbam explains that there's no room for the demon to leave because it's enclosed in the courtyard. It remains beneath the palm tree and harms the person. So the demonic kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women through the valley of death where people slept in the shade of lone palm trees and the moon, was won by the billionaire scholar who was blessed with great fortune. Which reminds the Gemara teaches that there are two Ketiv demons, and each one is active during a different half of the day. The one that's active before noontime is Ketiv Miriri, and the one that's active after noontime is Ketiv Yashud Saharaim. So once when Abai was going along with Rapapa on his right side, Rav Huna Yeshua on his left side, he saw a Ketiv Miriri demon coming towards him on his left side, towards Rav Huna Yeshua. So Abai switched Rapapa to his left side and put Rav Huna Yeshua on his right. When Rapapa asked Abai why he was placed in harm's way, and Abai seemingly had no concern for him, Abai responded, times are good for you. The Rashbam explains that Abai meant that since Rapapa was wealthy and blessed with good fortune, he will not be harmed by a demon. Daf Kufiud Base. The similar Kufiud Base is a Rubik's Cube. So here goes. The poor Rubik's Cube teacher, Rubik's Cube, that must be on Daf Kufiud Base. 
The poor Rubik's Cube teacher who treated his Shabbos like Chol sold his last Rubik's Cube to purchase Abrakosos of the Seder, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that even an Anus supported from the Tamchui must fulfill the mitzvah to drink the Abrakosos. The more explains in the lesson of the Mishnah that even according to Rabbi Kiva who says, Aseh Shabbos Chol Bal Tistar Chobrios, make your Shabbos like a weekday and do not be dependent on other people, Hach Mishum Parsimonisa Mode. Here, because of publicizing the miracle, he agrees. In other words, even though Rabbi Kiva maintains that one should not accept staka in order to honor Shabbos, one should do so in order to drink four cups of wine at the Seder and thereby publicize the miracle of Yitzhak Yitzrayim. So the poor Rubik's Cube teacher who treated his Shabbos like Chol sold his last Rubik's Cube to purchase Abrakosos of the Seder, as well as a book for his young son, Free of Mistakes, which reminds us that when Rabbi Kiva was in prison, he told Rabbi Shimon Bar five pieces of advice, one of which was, When you teach your son, Teach him about the Savior that has been corrected and is therefore free of mistakes. Rava and some say Ramasharshi explained that specifically Bechadita when teaching new material. It is imperative that one use a book that is free of mistakes because Shabashta Kavinda all all. Once a mistake enters a child's mind, it enters and it's hard to correct. So the poor Rubik's Cube teacher who treated his Shabbos Echol sold his last Rubik's Cube to purchase Abrakosos for the Seder, as well as a book for his young son, Free Mistakes, titled Travel Tales of Terror on Tuesday and Friday night, which reminds us that it was taught in Abraisa that one should not go out alone at night on Tuesday nights or on Friday nights because Agras Bas Machlas, a female demon and 18 myriads of destructive angels go out there. The Gemara explains that these were prevalent every night until Agras Bas Machlas encountered Rebbe Mendoza. She told him, if not for the fact they announced in Shemaim, beware of Hanina and his Torah, I would have endangered you. So he told her, if I am held in esteem in Shemaim, then I decree upon you that you never pass through populated areas again. When she begged him to reconsider, he allowed her to go out on Tuesday nights when villagers do not need to travel to the city the night before for Torah readings or travel home the next day, and Friday nights when people are not permitted to travel. Daf Kuf Yud Gimel, so the Simra Kuf Yud Gimel is a geek. A geek. So here goes. The geeky bachelor. Geeky? That must be run Daf Kuf Yud Gimel. The geeky bachelor who lived in the big city for years, which reminds us, There are three people about whom a Baruch announces their virtue every day. About a bachelor who lives in a large city where temptations are common and he doesn't sin. About a poor man who returns a lost object that he finds to his owner. And about a rich man who takes miser from his produce in private and thus avoids flaunting his wealth. So the geeky bachelor who lived in the big city for years was in shock. He got lashed for testifying alone about his neighbor. Which reminds the Gemara brings a list of three people Kushbarah who hates. One who says one thing with his mouth while meaning another in his heart. One who knows testimony about his friend but doesn't testify on his behalf. And one who sees that his friend committed an affair involving a rice and testifies about him alone without a second witness. And the Gemara illustrates the last case with the story of Zigud who testified alone about Tuvia before her papa. When her papa had Zigud lash, Zigud asked, Tuvia chata Zigud mingad? Tuvia sinned and Zigud's lash? Her papa told him that two witnesses were required for Basin to act and he testified alone and therefore he's just merely defaming him, meaning that he's being mosi shemra about him. Rabbi Shmoba Rav Yitzhak says in the name of Rab, Mutalasanoso, the lone witness is allowed to hate the person who did the affair and he bruises from the Pasuk. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak says, Mitzvah It's a mitzvah to hate him in such a case as it says in the Pasuk, Yeras Hashem, Snos Rab, fear of Hashem is hatred of evil. So the geeky bachelor who lived in the big city for years was in shock. He got lashed for testifying alone about his neighbor who was an arrogant pauper that no one could understand. Which reminds the Gemara brings a list of four people who behave in a way the mind cannot tolerate. Rashwam explains that people cannot understand the behavior, and Rashi explains that even the perpetrators regret their own actions eventually and are ashamed of themselves. A pauper who is haughty, a rich man who denies a valid financial claim against them, an old man who commits adultery, and a communal leader who imposes himself upon the community for no reason. Rashwam explains that he enjoys the honor his position brings him, but he doesn't help his community in their hour of need. 
Daf Kuf Yudal. So the symbol of Kuf Yudal is a kitty amusement park. So here goes. The mock Seder at the kitty amusement park. Kitty amusement park? That must be on Daf Kuf Yudal. The mock Seder at the kitty amusement park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush. Which reminds Beishamay says that one says the bracha on the day Kiddush first, and then he says the bracha on the wine. Whereas Beisila says he says the bracha on the wine first at Kiddush, and then he says the bracha on the day. Abrais explains that Beisham and Beisil each have two reasons for the position. Beishamay say Kiddush comes first because the day causes the wine to come. Rashbam explains that it's only because it's Yantav that wine is being drunk before the meal, and the day was already sanctified before the wine came to the table. Beisila say the Borei Priyagavan comes first because the wine causes Kiddush to be said. Rashbam explains that one cannot say Kiddush without either wine or bread. And also, Alternatively, the brach over wine is frequent and the brach over the day is not frequent. And the rule is in a case of a frequent thing and an infrequent thing, the frequent thing comes first. So the mock seder at the Kitty amusement park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush, while others wouldn't stop dipping. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses why the mission requires lettuce to be brought from Maror if lettuce was already eaten for karpas, and why we do not say that the mitzvah of Maror was already fulfilled then. Reish Lakish says, Zosal meris mitzvah kavana. This teaches that mitzvahs need kavana, meaning it's because the lettuce eaten as karpas was not eaten with intent to fulfill the mitzvah of Maror, that the mitzvah was not fulfilled, and lettuce must be eaten again specifically as Maror. The Gemara dismisses this proof by suggesting a different explanation for lettuce being eaten a second time after the mitzvah of Maror was fulfilled during Karpas. So that there will be a distinguishing factor for the children. Rashbam explains that eating lettuce a second time will provoke children to ask questions, as it's unusual to eat vegetables twice during a meal. So the mock seder at the Kitty amusement park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush, while others wouldn't stop dipping, splashing water all over too cooked foods. Which reminds us, the Gemara elaborates on the Mishnah statement that Shnei Tavshilin are brought. My Shnei Tavshilin, what constitutes two cooked items? Among the opinions the Gemara cites is that of Rav Yosef, who says, One must have two types of meat. One is a commemoration of the carbon Pesach, and another as a commemoration of the carbon Chagiga. And the Rashbam explains that this is the Chagiga that was brought together with the carbon Pesach. The other views accept that Shnei Tavshin commemorate these two Karbanas, but argue that foods other than meat also achieve this. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from Masechus Baruch Shabbos and Erevan. Number one, which depth do we learn that according to Rabbi Yosef, the Shnei Tavshin are two types of meat, one representing the Pesach and one for its Chagiga? That's on Duff. Good number two. Which of them that one of the three people that Hashem proclaims their virtue is the bachelor who lives in a large city and doesn't fall to temptation? That's on Duff. Kufiud Gimel. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn that one may swallow matzah hole but may not swallow maror hole because he needs to taste the bitterness? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which that the women that even Rabbi Kibu holds, would agree that an Ani should attain four cups of wine for pursuing Nisa? That's on Duff. Kufiyad Beis. Good number five. Which stuff the women regarding which comes first at Kiddush, the Bracha on the Yom or the Yain? That's on Duff. Kufiyad Good number six. Which of the women that one should not walk alone on Tuesday and Friday nights? That's on Duff. Kufiud base. Good number seven. Which of the women that the reason for removing the table or the Seder plate in front of the one leading the Seder is to get the children to ask questions? That's on Duff. 
Kuftesvav. Good number eight. Which of the one, the reason for being tovel twice is to get the children to ask questions. That's on Duff. Kufyadalad. Good number nine. Which of the one, the one of the four people whose behavior is difficult to understand is the pauper who acts in a haughty manner. That's on Duff. Kufyad Gimel. Good. And number 10, which of the one that Kishuf does work against Zugos, including higher numbers than 10, which is illustrating the story of the sorceress and her ex-husband. That's on Duff. Kufyad. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one, which of the one that one should daven not to get sick? That's on Duff. Lamed Beis and Shabbos. Great. Number two, which of the one about Barhedya, the dream interpreter? That's on Duff. Nunvav and Brachas. Good. And number three, which stuff did we discuss creating a human enclosure? That's on Duff. Memdalad and Ervin. Excellent. All right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zikr wishing you a great day and great learning.